Opening and closing theme is by Midnight Syndicate. For more dark instrumental music like it, visit www.midnightsyndicate.com or find them on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or Alexa. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Freshly Brewed Noir. This is episode three, the Hello Kitty murder, and I'm Summer. And I'm Jennifer. Welcome. This one, (laughs) I want to start off with some trivia. Summer, are you familiar with Hello Kitty? Of course. Okay, so it's a staple in your childhood. I don't know about a staple, but I definitely know of Hello Kitty. How can you not? Well, I agree with that. <laughs> because if you don't know Hello Kitty, I want to know what planet you are from. Please let us know. Not Earth. So we can know what planets are out there. I did want to kind of just give a little summary about this character. I found out some things that I did not know were fact. About Hello Kitty? Yes. If you are not familiar, Hello Kitty was created by Japanese designer Yuko Shimizu in 1974 while working for the company Sanrio, which specialized in cute, they call it kawaii, which is like, you know, cute in Japan. That's how they say cute? It's kawaii. Okay, we need to know this for when we go to Japan. Oh, yeah. For the father-son business trip, so... (laughs) That's good. How do you say it again? Kawaii? Almost like Hawaii. Yes, exactly. With a K. Mm -hmm. And that means cute. Yes. Okay. So they specialized in that kind of culture since the 1960s. The franchise has earned over $80 since its 47-year lifespan. So a small change business. Just, you know, mom and pop shop. Just make, just barely scraping by. Yes. It's like your local local business. Yeah. Sounds rough. (laughs) They need your help right now. (laughs) Um, But you can find Hello Kitty merch in the form of stickers, movies, plush dolls, and even in themed cafes. So, like you said, when we go to Japan... We're going to see it everywhere, aren't we? Oh, yeah. We're going to see a ton of Hello Kitty, I'm sure. We'll come back with some Hello Kitty merch, for sure. Yes. Except for the Hello Kitty mermaid, which you'll go into later. I don't think I can bring home a Hello Kitty mermaid after this episode. Oh, no. I'm curious if they even still make those after this happened. Good question. We'll see. You may notice that Hello Kitty doesn't have a mouth. And that never really, like, stood out to me. I never really noticed that. But it says that she was created without one so that she could join in whatever mood that you're feeling, whether it be happy or sad or whatever. So she's like that emoji without the mouth. Yes. It's just, you know, ambiguous to whatever mood you're feeling. Okay, a little, like a mood chameleon. Like a mood ring. I like that. And, you know, so that means that she speaks from the heart, so she isn't bound to any language, and and she's a symbol of friendship across the world. Now, I'm just going to put this out here, because I might destroy your childhood, or what you have known to be the truth. Your discretion advised? Something you may not know is that Hello Kitty is not a cat. What? Yes. She is a British girl, perpetual third grader, so forever in third grade. With cat ears? Listen. With cat ears and no mouth. Hello Kitty is a British third grader with cat ears and no mouth. <laughs> yes. I don't know if I can get on board with that. But also, listen, she ha- she is a, a Scorpio, so that's her zodiac sign. Okay, she's fierce. She loves apple pie. And Can't blame her. She has a pet cat named Charmy Kitty. So does her cat look like a human? <laughs> I mean, um, I actually didn't look that up. So we should maybe. look that up. <laughs> 
Interesting. <laughs> but yeah, that totally threw me for a loop uh, this yeah. whole time. Yeah, I had no idea. Okay. You took a deep dive into some Hello Kitty info. I stumbled upon it. <laughs> and I, I thought I don't share. be humble you took a deep dive we appreciate that <laughs> i'm gonna look at hello kitty very differently after this entire episode <laughs> i know like that's not a cat it is a cat she's she not looks a cat, like a cat. No. and then she has a pet human no a pet cat that, that probably look looks like a, like a human we'll look into it and confirm at the end of this episode we'll have to pause look up and confirm <laughs> yes just, <laughs> we'll get back to you we'll circle back but yeah so this has been confirmed by shimizu when fans have asked questions about this character like presuming she was a cat for those of you who you know just got their childhood ruined i apologize then you should be sorry my childhood is ruined now <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's ruined mine as well. I think I told you this, but when I was researching this case, I was researching it at like 2 a.m. And I went to sleep directly after that. But I had a nightmare. It's unheard of for me. Like I te Yeah, tell us about the nightmare. Because, yeah, Jennifer doesn't usually have really graphic nightmares, especially after true crime. We go to bed sleeping, listening to true crime. Like gory horror movies. Right. She did. She was like, I had a really bad dream after doing the show notes for this one. I did. I can't really remember what the dream was about. But all I remember is waking up. My computer rebooted. It just turned on again. And then I had this feeling that like her spirit was in the room it, so and it really bothered you because you don't usually get bothered yeah this i'm just going to say this case is rough yeah we need to put out some heavy disclaimers on this one for people who aren't used to this stuff yeah so summer i'll let you give the disclaimer this case contains disturbing and graphic content and may be upsetting to some audiences listener discretion is advised jennifer will go into kidnapping rape torture murder and our little listeners out there baby asher our youngest listener he cannot hear this Brittany. no no <laughs> you must protect his ears Maybe like the, the trivia was fun. Yes, let him hear the trivia and us giggling. And then when you hear bad stuff, you're going to have to plug his ears. Yes. <laughs> All right. So let's jump into it. During the 1990s in Hong Kong, China, we're going to set the scene. It was plagued by a rash of gang violence. There were bold attacks, robberies regularly splashed across the front pages of local newspapers. At the tail end of this tumultuous decade, tumultuous? Can I say the word? I think you can. <laughs> Came the most horrific crime of all. It was a brutal killing that quickly became known as the Hello Kitty murder. In May of 1999, a distressed teenage girl paid a visit to the Sim Shi Su police station in Hong Kong. This girl had just turned 14 years old, and because of her age, her identity is protected. So in all court documents, she's referred to as Ah Fong. It's not her real name, but that's how we're going to refer to her in this episode. She came alone with no guardian and reported to the police that she was being haunted. Ironic. I just And you a... were just haunted by this episode. <laughs> Interesting. It's Yeah, it's a little ironic. She told them about this particular spirit that would come to her and described it to be a young woman bound with electrical wire and dripping with blood. So obviously the officers thought maybe this young teenage girl was having dreams or delusions. Maybe there was some drug intake involved and they didn't know if they should take this seriously or not until Ah Fung stated to the police that she had taken part in the, ma the month-long torture and murder of a young woman in her 20s. She said the spirit was the victim coming back to haunt her until she confessed. That caught the authorities' immediate attention, 
and they followed her back to the apartment into the city's rundown Kowloon district. They discovered that the girls' dreams were in fact very real stuff of nightmares, and inside the flat that they they were hit with a distinct scent of rotting flesh. Hello Kitty merchandise filled the place. There was like sheets, towels, curtains, silverware, and inside they found a Hello Kitty mermaid plush doll with a decapitated skull of a woman sewn inside it. Yes, it's overwhelming. Sewn inside this cute plush toy was somebody's skull. Yes. Like when they saw it, there was blood coming from like inside of it. So So it was like bleed. The doll was bleeding out. Mm -hmm. And they're like, this is not a normal Hello Kitty edition. (laughs) No, this is not a special limited edition (laughs) Hello Kitty plush doll. They're like, let's look into this. And they, what, they just opened the head? Was the head sewn? Sewn inside. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's get into who the uh, owner of this apartment was. They obviously loved Hello Kitty. A little um, obsessed, I would think. Yeah. I mean, silverware, really? I didn't know they had silverware. Oh. Was it like a nice set? Like full, like you had your salad fork, different dessert spoon. Was it like a a full-on set or was it just like a little plastic spoon and fork? Oh, I'm sure it was a full-on set. Okay. They have those. Okay. Yeah, they have like rice cookers. I can't wait to go to Japan. We're going to need another bag just for the stuff we bring back. The Hello Kitty merch we're going to bring back. (laughs) Right. I think we might second, second guess that after this. A little traumatizing. Yeah. Okay. So the owner of the flat, his name was Chan Manlock. He was 34 years old. He was a known drug lord, gang affiliate, and uh, triad leader, which is the Chinese Transnational Organized Crime Syndicate based in greater China and dispersed throughout the country, you know, more commonly known as the Chinese Mafia. Side note, he was also the boyfriend of Ah Fong, who we remember is 14 or 13 at the time, but she's 14 when she comes to the police station. That's not right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's 34. He's gross. Yes. I think that is like a compliment compared to, you know, the other things we could say. Yeah. Things of note um, in Ah Fung's background was she was known not to have a great home life. And due to that, she was a constant runaway. She did partake in drugs and was a known associate of the triad. But despite these things, still a 13-year-old girl. And just so you know... The age of consent in China is 14. 14? I know, that's surprising. Can't even do a driver's permit. But at 14, that's the age of consent. Wow. Yes. When I looked that up online, there's a lot of petitions to really change that because... (laughs) Obviously, when you're 14, your brain is not... You can't make not... good choices. No. 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 Not developed enough. You don't know enough about life, about... 30-year-old men. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, she did partake in the crime, but she is also a victim. She's a victim, too. Right. Yeah. Yes. Let's talk about who they found in the Hello Kitty mermaid doll. The victim. So, the murder victim, in this case is 23-year-old Fan Man Yi. Her upbringing was tough. Her family abandoned her when she was just a child, and she ended up living in Ma Tao Wai, girl's home. As she got older, she became addicted to drugs and started taking up illegal sex work in order to survive and pay for the habit. In 1996, she got married and gave birth to her son. However, the relationship was abusive and highly erratic, Due to their drug addiction. So he was also... Was he uh, older? How old was he? They don't say how old he was. There's not much information about him or um, her son. Okay. He's probably being protected too, I'm sure. 
Yeah, just because this case, it's very well known, and I didn't even know that until recently, until I had just heard about it and looked into it. So in China, it's very well known, but I'm sure they're protecting his identity somehow. Yeah. So in early 1997, Fan Man Yi met Chan Man Lok at the Romance Villa nightclub in Kowloon, where she worked as a hostess. They soon discovered they had some things in common. Fan Man Yi was a prostitute and a drug addict, and Chan Man Lok was a pimp and a drug dealer. So they quickly began hanging out a lot. They would partake in regular um, meth binges. They would also pay for her services. In March of 1999, Man Yi was in desperate need of money. While with Man Lok's group, she stole his wallet filled with uh, 20,000 Hong Kong dollars, which would equate to... Uh, 2,573 U.S. dollars. And she stole this from him? Yes. She just saw his wallet and took it. As soon as he saw his cash was gone, he demanded that she pay everything back. She immediately paid him, but Manlock wanted interest. She reluctantly agreed, but said it would take some time for her to make good on that debt. Um, I think the interest was like $10,000. On the 2,000? Yes. Poor thing. And she probably couldn't afford that. No, she was, I mean, she is desperate enough to steal his money. You know, a mafia leader. Like, mm-hmm. she she must have not been in the right mindset in the first place for her to even do that. Yeah, she could have been high at the time. Mm-hmm. Not the best mindset to be making those decisions. And unfortunately, this decision would have a really bad consequence. So on March 17th, 1999, Manlock enlisted two of his henchmen. Lung Sing Cho and Lung Wai Lun, Lun, Lung Wai Lun, doing good, <laughs> to kidnap Man Yi. The men found Man Yi on the road. She'd gone back to street business because she was too scared to go back to the nightclub. You know, Chan Man Lok was a frequent flyer there. So she knew, I gotta stay away. Mm-hmm. Yep, she had to steer clear. Uh, he intended to force her back into prostitution for himself and take the money she earned as payback. However, no one could predict what would happen after this. Manlock and his goons started torturing Fan as punishment instead. Ah Feng not only witnessed but participated in the atrocities committed against Fan Man Yi. And that was his 14-year-old girlfriend, right? Yes, ah okay. we put that in quotes. Because they do speculate that she was probably also like prostituting for him. In one instance, the guys kicked and stomped on Man Yi about 50 times, and the girl joined in, later telling police, I had a feeling it was for fun. Once again, this 14-year-old girl, 13-year-old girl at the time, she doesn't know. She can't. She's like, I thought this was for fun. That just tells you like how immature her, her brain is. Right. She's oh. being influenced by these older men who are in the Chinese mafia. Yep. Yeah, that's scary. Mm-hmm. They also forced her to, gosh, I don't even want to say this part. Oh, is this? Wait, this was the victim? Um, Yes. Oh, is this the part? This is the... This is... This is a... You can't say that in any way that's not going to be gross, so just say it. This is gross, people. This is really disgusting. It is. So brace yourselves, because yeah. I don't even want to say this. Um, they also forced her to drink their urine and eat feces while starving her of real food. Chan Man Lok and his friends burnt Man Yi with melting straws and dripped boiling plastic onto her skin. Ah Feng confessed that they poured chili oil onto these burns, as well as in her eyes, causing even more horrendous pain. That poor girl. They hung her from the ceiling with electrical wire. The gangsters 
uh, bludgeoned her with metal pipes and wooden blocks until her bones broke and her head was bloodied. She was sexually assaulted multiple times and even with foreign objects. And I think that's like furniture that, that I was reading. Oh, like, she couldn't even get that far. Yeah. While this was happening to her, for the duration of a month, she begged them to stop until unconscious. When they were done, they would continue to get high and play video games. Mm, Because that's what you do after you torture somebody. You know, you just go play video games. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because everything's normal. Right. Like, this is like a normal thing for them. They're just, you know. It doesn't even phase them. No, just another day. These were some messed up people. On April 15th, Ah Fung discovered that Fan Man Yi had died overnight while the men were out playing video games at the arcade. So this is after like almost 30 days or like a month of torture, right? Yep. Once home, Chan Manlock and his men argued that she died from an overdose of meth that she gave herself. Oh, sure. While she was tied up with electrical cords to the ceiling, she gave herself meth? Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're not trying to take... Seems likely any responsibility here most experts speculate that it was her injuries that eventually killed her obviously obvious (laughs) don't think there's any maybe about that Um, after discovering that she was dead the henchmen moved manny's body to the apartment's bathtub and dismembered her with a saw then they cooked the individual pieces of her body to stop from decomposing and emitting the smell of rotting flesh I mean, because they were in a Hello Kitty apartment. Yeah, I guess that was their uh, their priority at the time. Okay. Then they cooked their dinner later in a pot next to her dismembered head using the same utensils. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Not surprised at all. After boiling her remains, they disposed of most of her body parts by throwing them out with their household garbage. Although they did keep some pieces of her corpse, he ordered them to remove the flesh from the bones and store the tissue in the fridge. Because why? Well, you know, this guy is obviously not thinking straight. <laughs> is that like a, a murder souvenir? Is he like a cannibal? Would he, did he intend to eat it? Well, it says that he wanted to feed the meat to the dogs. So he ordered like his henchmen to do that. But I couldn't find anything to say to like he couldn't afford. So he's like, let me <laughs> use uh, what? I, I have no idea what this I'm guy's sure thinking. he had plenty of money to buy dog food. Oh, yeah. This guy wasn't sure. So this was just like a sick thing he wanted to do. Yes, he is a messed up person. Mm -hmm. And I think that's saying it nicely. Yes. So the entire process took about 10 hours. Once that was done, they sewed her boiled skull into an oversized Hello Kitty mermaid doll. While doing this, Manlock joked with the head and said, quote, Oh, please don't be so depressed. I will help you look good. Don't move. I'll help you dress up. End quote. Okay. <laughs> They're just another level. You're talking to the skull that... Previous... Psychopaths. They're psychopaths, for sure. Right. Yeah. Yes. I mean, how just vicious and evil you have to be to do something like that and then make jokes right. to the skull mm-hmm. after you, you know... After she's gone. Yeah. You're still joking about it. Yeah. It's messed up. Additionally, they kept a single tooth and several internal organs, specifically the heart, lungs, intestines, and liver, which they stored in a plastic bag. Was there significance as to why they kept a single tooth in those organs? No, I don't know why they kept them. I don't know why they kept the flesh in a fridge. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Well, we know why he couldn't afford dog food, so. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was just practicality. He's just budgeting. But, yep. But why the other organs? Why the one tooth? There's nothing that really says why. It's just his messed up way of doing things. And mm, okay. I guess it made sense to him. Yeah. Us normal people. We don't get it. We will never understand, you know. Nope. Why? I don't even want someone's like clipped toenails in my bathroom. Well, why? That that makes me cringe. Right. I don't even want to see like my own hair on it. Like, why would somebody want those things around from somebody else, like internal organs and a tooth? I don't get it. I can see baby teeth of your children or something like that, but like, but the flesh gets that. Like, well, yes, the tooth fairy does like little kids will ever listen to this except for Asher. (laughs) But yes, the tooth fairy gets your teeth. And leaves you something in return. Listen, we can't, like, destroy everybody's childhood now. No, definitely not. Yes, tooth fairies are very real, kiddos. Yes, we've done enough. Okay. (laughs) Damaged enough. We've damaged a lot. (laughs) The three men were immediately arrested. Ah Fung was granted immunity, likely because of her age and because she was so forthcoming with telling the prosecution what they did to her. Um, She told the court, quote, they beat her all the time. They beat her when when they were bored. They beat her for laughs. She, yeah, she was a victim, too. I mean, it's awful that she did participate in it, but she was a kid and a victim, too. Yeah, and, and that's probably another layer as to why her identity is being protected, because mm-hmm. I'm sure people would, you know, come after her and after I'm, hearing this horrific crime. Right, because the only reason they were convicted was because of her testimony, correct? Yep, that's right. Yeah, so I'm sure she's in hiding or something. Yeah, I couldn't even, like, how do you live with that, like, that guilt? And towards the end of Manny's life, she states she was broken, and playing with her wasn't so much fun after that, but we carried on. There wasn't anything else to do. Okay. You know, they didn't have hobbies. This is why hobbies are a good thing. Healthy hobbies. Yes, and if you don't have hobbies, just take naps. (laughs) Don't murder people brutally or at, at all. No, I mean, if anything, you know, he loved Hello Kitty. Maybe he could have, like, picked up crochet. And he liked video games, right? Did, weren't they playing video games? Yes. Spend more time on your video games. Less meth oh, and less murder. Like zero meth, yes. And that's what we mean by less meth. Do zero meth, please. And zero murder. And zero murders. <laughs> Hello Kitty should be for happiness. Get a hobby. Yeah, and if, you know, like they said, Hello Kitty, like, emulates whatever you're feeling... That's an evil Hello Kitty. That is. That's Yeah, that's some bad energy. Don't bring Hello in Kitty that. into this. Mm-mm. No. She does not take part in that kind of stuff. No. She's a third grader who... Third grade British girl. Who wants to eat her apple pie. <laughs> and pet her human cat? Yes. Human looking cat? Yes. So during the six-week trial, the men denied any responsibility for her death. They And minimized her role trying to blame each other because of the way... The body was disposed. There was no way for a jury to determine whether she died from the torture wounds or from the drugs. Because they dismembered her and got rid of so much, right? They couldn't run tests and yeah. do the normal things they would to determine how she actually died. Right. Okay. Like, they knew she was tortured, but they also knew because there were drugs in her system, they couldn't determine whether, like, ultimately she died of the drugs or from the torture. So. Got it. At first, that confused me. Like, what do you mean? But I guess because of the way the body was disposed, it makes sense. They couldn't run the normal tests. Yeah. Okay. Therefore, all three were convicted of manslaughter instead of murder. In December of 2000, they received life in prison 
and were eligible for parole in 2020. Last year. Last year, yep. Justice Peter Wen states, never in Hong Kong in recent years has the court heard of such cruelty, depravity, callousness, brutality, violence, and viciousness perpetrated by human being or human beings on another human being. Senior Inspector Alvin Chung said Fan's killing was the most gruesome case he had ever seen. Quote, in my 21 years in the police force, I have never seen such a cruel case of someone tortured to such an extent for a month, end quote. So I looked into it because obviously it's been 20 years and I couldn't find anything to state whether they have been released. Um, It doesn't look like they have been. And I would hope not if even the judge had said this. He's never seen a case this horrific before. Yeah. I would hope that they would never be released into society again. I can't even imagine what they would do now. You just don't want those kind of people out. Yeah, they can't be rehabilitated. No. I mean, it, he'll reoffend, and who knows what else he would do to somebody. So you just don't take that risk. I hope they stay in for life and rot in jail. Yes. Um, and what about her son? Is he doing okay? Do we know? There is, like, no information on his son or her son. I, I couldn't find anything. So Because he would be in, what, his early or mid-20s? So, yeah. Because he, mm-hmm. he was, what, a, was he a toddler at the time, or how old was he when it happened? So he was, so in 1996, uh, she gave birth to her son. In 1999 is when this happened. Okay. So So he was three when it happened. Yeah. So he will probably be like 24, 23. Am I doing math right? Yeah. You're doing it great. (laughs) So, yeah, but there's nothing about the son, unfortunately, or fortunately, you know, maybe he just wants to live his life, you know, and not be constantly reminded of this horrible thing that happened to his mother. Right. Something of note, after this happened, there were many paranormal sightings in the complex, such as a family witnessing the woman's figure while in a stairwell. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah. And so they found out about the crime and the family immediately moved. They were like, nope. So they saw her figure before they knew about the crime. Mm Mm-hmm. That's spooky. Yes. And of course, they noped right out of there. <laughs> like, nope. We're going to break that lease. We don't care about our deposit. <laughs> See no, you later. So much like bad energy there. Goodbye. Uh, leave our w- furniture. We're done. Yeah. But I would leave everything. Like, <laughs> we don't want that ghost like, you know, stone away in a box and going with us. No. Leave all the Hello Kitty stuff. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like, <laughs> Also, a woman and her friends who rented a flat on the fourth floor, they claimed to hear a woman crying in an uninhabited unit. And they stated to have experienced ghostly touching. Oh, no. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Who's crying in the the (laughs) uninhabited unit next to me? What? That's really creepy. So, I mean, either it's... And was this the unit that she had been murdered in? That they just never rented out again? I don't think it was the same unit. It was a different unit. Okay. Yeah. I think it was a different unit, but still, she's out in stairwells and Uh, different rooms. No, thank you. It's... And then you had that strange happening. Then I had that strange dream. Yeah. The strange dream, and then your computer, like, rebooted to wake you up, and then you just felt this... Did you feel a presence? It was freaky, I will say. Um, I I could not immediately go back to sleep after that, but, you know, maybe I just scared myself. I don't know. It's definitely a heavy episode. 
it's an intense case and you know things that happened to her were so horrible i'm sure reading about that at 2 a.m did not help no (laughs) (laughs) that's in your subconscious as you're going to sleep doesn't make for some good dreams yeah and but we listen to podcasts all the time before going to sleep so you think it wouldn't bother you but maybe because you did the research this time yeah i think it definitely is different when you are on the researching side of things yeah and it just takes it to a whole nother level so you're reading about the victims and about the people who actually did this and the horrible things that they did it's just unimaginable like you just don't think these things would happen no you can't imagine people hurting each other like that no and we were um looking at photos the photos are awful I'm just going to tell you right now, the bloody Hello Kitty is is not something you want to see. It definitely puts it into perspective. You see the blood seeping mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And That's just terrible. Yeah. And you had a picture of the freezer with all yeah. the flesh. It's disgusting. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine being those investigators. Oh, my gosh. Like, going in there, seeing, like, this horrific crime scene. And, you know, somebody had to have that weak stomach and was just, like, dry heaving on the side. Because you, can't, there's no way that didn't stink. I don't care how cold it was it is a freezer is it a freezer or a fridge just it's a fridge it's full like stacked on every single shelf i think this case started out well not even started out but it's like a horror movie like you don't Mm -hmm. even hear about depraved horror movies aren't even this bad right but you know when it starts out like okay this young girl comes into a police station and says she's being haunted yeah. Have they made a movie about it? I think they did, actually. I um, don't want to watch it. <laughs> I, no. <laughs> That'd be terrible. I think there have been, like, recreations of this incident, but I think there are maybe Asian movies. I can't really remember, but yeah, there are recreations of it, and I will. we will not be watching not, them. No, thank you. <laughs> we do need to find out about Hello Kitty's pet, if it looked like a human. Charmy Kitty? Is that what we called her? Oh, that's her pet? Cat. It looks just like her. Okay, so Hello Kitty is a third grade British girl who, who looks like a cat who looks like a cat and then charmy kitty hello kitty's quote unquote pet like a fluffy white bear <laughs> <laughs> this is a solved case there's no question about it so we can really just you know acknowledge what a horrible person these people are right and yeah there's no theories i know this was a heavy episode but what's even heavier is jennifer's forty five thousand eight hundred and ninety four <laughs> unread emails fyi <laughs> not even joking oh my god listen i i've been exposed i'm pretty sure it's mainly like all of my junk email with all of my skincare there and... needs to be some unsubscribes going on like asap <laughs> I do agree with this. (laughs) Our next episode is going to be a paranormal episode. And you're covering that one, right? It'll be a mini episode, which I think we've decided to call them half-calf episodes. The half-calves are so cute. So yeah, I'll I'll do a haunting one and one that's not too heavy. To give you guys a break from the Phoebe and from the Hello Kitty, we'll do something lighter next time. Yeah, I do think we need a, we need a break. And if you want to send us an email... Email us at freshlybrewednoir at gmail.com. Or follow us or give us a like on Instagram um, and Facebook. Give us a five-star rating. (laughs) And if you're not wearing pants right now... We don't want to know. It's okay. But it is okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're signing out. This is Jennifer. And Summer. Saying goodbye. Until next time, stay caffeinated. Bye.